Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. My name is Marvin. Uh, I, You know, I, I told myself this is the beginning of uh, season um, six. Six, right? Yeah. So, uh, wait a second. No, it's not. Season nine. Seven. What the season hell? Eight. You said it was the end of season five last week. Hold on. Let me check. Uh <laughs> You know it's arbitrary. We, we just... <laughs> it's arbitrary, anyways. <laughs> I know. I was explaining it uh, to some folks. I'm like, well, oh, no. our first season was like 300 episodes. It is but... <laughs> season nine. Last week I think I said six because oh. I flipped it in my head. Oh, geez, we're at nine seasons. Episodes. So we're actually, I feel like, yeah. Remember last week I was like, I think we're even at ten because of the first season. We're way past ten. But anyways, we'll say nine. Oh. That's the way we're gonna do this. And and uh, I actually told myself I was gonna do the show intro differently. And I did it the same way. Uh, I was gonna change it up, but I some haven't you, you can't do. Do you want to restart? I don't know. I don't. In? I don't even know <laughs> way I would restart it. Like, see, my um, thing is that you guys will start it the same way like we always have. I end it the same way we have since day one. There's right. no you're right. Why did you say? Why did you right. say Alex is to my left and Garrett's to my Alex, right? Alex, you're right. You don't. You don't build. If the bones are on, you don't. You can build on the bones. You don't just knock them down. All right. You, you're yeah. saying you don't want Kyle Ren this shit. Now we're kill the past, make it dead. <laughs> so, uh, start with a new format. No more of this forecast. Uh, mostly because by the time the time the show got out, anyways, nobody was looking to see what to pick up that week. Uh, and I think we're just going to become more evergreen. You know, just more like if somebody listens to a random episode, we're talking comics and comics love, but they necessarily don't have to be caught up, or maybe they're reading something else, so they don't read modern comics, and uh, you know, kind of bring like a uh, melting pot of uh, comic goodness. And Alex, I don't mean actually melting the comics because I know that would send you into a spiral. But uh, do you think? Well, I, I got two questions to start us off. Go ahead. So, question one, Alex, have you started playing Marvel Snap? Nope. Dumb, Marvin. How great is Marvel Snap? <laughs> That's not. A... <laughs> Listen, I was just thinking about this the other day, and I will say this, and this is maybe a testament to how good this game is, or they just found the right formula that like of gameplay and it being mixed with something that I already like in terms of Marvel that I keep coming back to it. I've never spent more money on a fucking game. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. That's not true. I spent a lot of money on Pokemon Go. But, oh no. Here's the thing. I've never, here's what I say. Not, not even that. That is true for me, but it, that makes me sound like I'm buying all the extra stuff like that. I've never consistently bought every season pass. Like yesterday when the new one came out, I was like, I was re- I was waiting. It said, you know, 57 minutes. I'm like, I'm right here. I'm waiting. Like, I'm waiting for that next one. Mostly because I still find it very intriguing when you get a car because I'm like, oh, what's the power? Like, it's interesting to see what power they pick for that hero and, like, what their move is. Sometimes it's, it's like, I don't understand how this person has this power. And sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, for instance, uh, Spider-Gwen or uh, Ghost Spider or Spider-Woman, depending on how you want to classify her, is a new car that came out yesterday. And when you play her, the last card that you played, she uh, sends a web and, like, brings it over to you. Um, so you can, like, move a card. So you can either use it as move action or I use it a couple times where I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't. Like, now that I know what cards they have, I don't want that there. And then she comes and moves it for me. Um, and I just think, like, I was, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then sometimes you have, like, like the lockjaw makes sense, right, to make a card disappear and come on because he can do teleporting. And, uh, but then sometimes you get a card that's just like, I'm trying to think of one. Um, 
I want to say, mm. um, I want to say, well, for instance, let's say. Oh, wait, I got one. I got go Wolverine. When you destroy Wolverine, you get the plus two and it moves to a different location. Yeah. But they don't fucking do that for Sabretooth. He does. If, if, if Sabretooth gets discarded from my hand, he's just discarded. But if, if Wolverine gets discarded, he gets the plus two and gets to jump to yeah, a location Wolverine out is, of your hand. Wolverine is if he's discarded or destroyed and Sabretooth is only discarded. I know. Which stupid. Alex is he? Re- he has regenerative powers. Yeah. So he should be one. Like Deadpool comes back. Yeah. I guess he does come back as zero cost, but like it's not the same thing. Alex, you can play this game for free. It's a lot of fun. I'll say this. I don't think. I think Alex has. Um, a. I don't think he has the phone that can handle this. <laughs> That might be wrong. Oh, I believe in him. I might be wrong. But also, too, I feel like he doesn't like playing games on his phone when he's really, like, actively collecting and playing games on consoles and what that, what you have it. I That's more or less what I would – I'm looking at my games right now going, oh, man, I got to play still. I don't have time to play on my phone. Play, I do my God, like, what about your breaks? What do you about your breaks at work? I don't. I don't take breaks at work. I come home and then I this watch. Is, uh, this is Mastrala we're talking about. This man's uh, there for eight hours straight. Sometimes he'll be the longer. I, I mean, I've I've had to go in a couple times this past week just to go back in. So. I'll say this though: if you ever take a trip, Alex, like you know you're gonna be off of work for a amount of time, download it then and play it a few times. And Bro, I bring a, a game board for that. <laughs> See, that's what I said. We're never gonna convince this guy. He's not. He's not a part of this world. But um, what else, are you guys? If up I, to? If I could play it on my console, that'd be one thing. Alex, because you you can play the computer, can't you? Or like the AI? Uh, no, it's no, always people. It's always people. Okay, you can. You're right but though. You can't play. They start you out again. They start you out. They, I mean, it's not like they do rankings per se, but I mean, they pretty ba- they balance who you play. They are Alex they. working on where you would fight the AI just like, so you can like test out and play without having to worry about losing a rank and stuff like that. But it's yeah. not out yet. Hmm. Um, Alex, what was the latest, the latest game that you uh, collected that you were uh, searching for out there and you got it? Uh, Owl boy. Owl boy is probably the most recent one that came out from 2017 that I bought. Nope. Uh, I mean, obviously legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom has been my bread and butter as of the past couple mean, weeks. But I don't mean what game you bought. I mean, like what, what was the collector you were out there? Indiana Jones. Uh, what, what, what have I been hunting for? Yeah. I, I have not hunted for a game in a while. Uh, the right now, the next one I'm looking to get is uh chrono trigger for the three DS, which I realize is not that vintage, but I guess it's almost 20 years old. Why aren't you trying to get the arcade one-up turtles out of time? Dude, I can't afford that arcade right now. Bullshit. I was going to say, actually, Alex. If I'm going to get an arcade game, arcade box itself, it's going to be that uh, Cowboys Mumesa arcade. (laughs) Alex. I put that right in the corner. Alex. I know you you enjoy that show, but there's no way that game is as good as Team of T, Turtles in Time. (laughs) Marvin, have you ever played that game? It is so fucking Hashtag good. guest host one. How is it going this evening? Hello, Corey. Hold on a second here. I'm asking Alex a question. Alex, okay. good time I, I played the uh, Cowabunga <laughs> collection, right, where it has yeah. multiple turtle games. And yeah. I did notice, so there are tur- the Turtles in Time arcade version, which is four players, and then the SNES version, which is two players. 
and any kind of arcade version you play and this makes 100% sense but uh, is so fucking hard because they want you to lose those tokens or like whatever you would use to play it like it's meant to be hard to make you lose and then you go and play the SNES one it's like dude this is fucking easy yeah and I just I don't know I just never noticed it till that game I was like okay that makes 100% sense I because I I have it for the PlayStation Five and I bought it for the PlayStation Four. I had played it on four for a while and I had beaten multiple different games. I did the arcade uh, Turtles in Time, got the shit kicked out of me. There's no way. Yeah, you every level I died. Yeah, every level you'll die because the foot soldiers that show up instead of there being like six or seven, it's fifteen to twenty, and they just kind of pile up. It's exactly what it is. You can't do shit. They're just like pounding from each side, which which. I guess see, what I'm saying when I never noticed that before, I'm saying like because they would always release games that would be like the arcade edition. I'd be like, what the fuck does that matter if it's an arcade edition? And I guess I never played enough of those type of games to understand. And when I was playing that one, I was like, oh, that's what it is. It's so fucking hard. Um, because that's they how wanted, they'd get you to spend quarters. Yeah, right. Speaking of quarters, here's a hashtag guest host one. Uh, uh, where are you quartered at still? You're still in the capital of the entertainment world? I'm still in the capital, two days away from my exodus. There we go. Uh, you recently saw the Spider-Man into the, you know, across the Spider-Verse, excuse me, and I did. We're not going to talk about it because I don't think Garrett and Alex have seen it. Um, hoping to this weekend. But That's I just wanted to ask, like, what theater did you go to for that one? I, I went to the show place icon and I bought my fifteen dollars Spider Man tin. AMC stopped charging thirty. Okay, get in line. Okay, I got a tin too from Cinemark. Our boys over at Cinemark. What's uh, the Cinemark one? Tin. Like? Listen to this. Tin and cup, a collectible cup too, both large. Twenty one dollars. Not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad. Now I'll admit the AMC one, like the Miles. You know, I mean they mask, always got better designers bucket. on that shit. Yeah. Right. These ones over here, they're like slapping uh, uh, the, what the poster looks like on the outside of these things, which is still fine. Right. Yeah. Um, in your new location you're moving to, not to disclose too much of that information, but have you looked? Nope, at... it's all it's all unredacted now, so oh, okay. we are we are free to move free. So you're moving to Cheese Country, uh, uh, similar to what your brother did. You just can't keep the wall swings away from cheese. That's and... right. And uh, have you checked to see what, what type of theaters you got in the, the city you're moving to? You get AMC. I, don't know, I mean, that that's the first things, uh, you know, that's going to be one of my first projects is finding my movie theater and finding my Chinese restaurant. So I don't know which will come first as a priority, but they will both get checked off. Right. And then, you know, you move to the right place if they're close by to each other. Right. right. Exactly. And if you, if you have a decent, a decent theater, too, you don't want to go there and, and have like a shit theater. So. Right, I don't want it to be like, uh, you know, what used to be the Cinemark and the suit. I'm not Cinemark, sorry. Carmike, uh, Carmike, thank you. Which actually I was thinking about because I saw that I was reading something that AMC, in, I was, oh, that's what I was doing. AMC Entertainment Theaters, AMC Theaters, I wanted to see if those were the same company. They're not. AMC Theaters, actually, when Carmike went out of business, which we used to have one here in Sioux Falls, uh, and they were maker up in 2000, uh, AMC bought Carmike and closed down all the locations in markets they thought were not great. So obviously Sioux Falls. And then they opened up new ones and they like kept more to like rural and uh, smaller towns. And mm-hmm. uh, they used that symbol, the Carmike symbol, uh, for their like their classic movies series things. So oh, cool. 
Uh, there's a little nugget there for people who used to go to Carmack used to be, I think for me, that's like nostalgic now if I ever see that logo. Right. I got some breaking news. I just saw it uh, via IGN. They're changing the Captain America title. Did well, I not? Changing? title for four was stupid anyway. Did I not so. call this? I called this like a month ago on the show. I said that title sounds fake. It sounds like a placeholder. And I bet you they're changing it. They're changing it from, get this, New World Order, uh-huh. which sounds pretty cool. NWO. To Brave New World. Hmm. Captain America, Brave New World, instead of Captain America, New World Order. Hmm. That's an interesting choice, and I feel like... <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Well, they keep releasing the still of Anthony Mackie and Harrison Ford having a conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing right here. Uh, a brave story. new world. Yeah, uh, the uh, reviews are out for Flash. It's got about a 70-something on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We got everybody from Tom Cruise to Stephen King to e- e- Edgar Wright saying it's amazing. Uh, everybody's... Well, you know why? Because it's it's Michael Keaton Batman featuring the right, Flash. Right. And I did see some of the reviews. I'm not saying this is the whole reason why. But I'm saying I did see a sort of correlation that if people didn't like the movie, they were shitting on Ezra in his personal life. So Ah. it makes me think that the movie's a little bit better than that. I'm not going to give it a full 100. I'm just saying maybe it's 80s instead. Um, I'm so excited for this movie. And I know it's going to be, it's like a seven and a half, whatever. But Michael Keaton, Batman. I mean, yes, Ezra Miller is a shitty human being. But I'm excited to see some Flash stuff. Um, I'm excited for I'm excited for Ben Affleck to come back as Batman too. I think he never got his fair shake. He's gonna and be in the blue and gray. I know he's gonna be in the blue and gray. That's so sick. And we get to see the Keaton Batmobile again and the Batwing. So I was reading that, and you're speaking about all the Batman stuff, which has looked amazing. Uh, even there's like uh, in the background a one shot, or maybe somebody's wearing. I keep forgetting. Somebody's wearing like the blue gray Batman, um, and that looks great. And Everything about this movie is like surprising to me that they could take a movie that had so many changes in terms of directors and who was writing it and all this stuff, and then now and then the the stuff with Ezra and who's going to be in this movie, yada yada. All that stuff has happened. So to even hear that, like you said, uh, Garrett, that it might be only like a seven and a half, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. Right? That's great for DC. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you imagine if none of that shit happened on this movie? Like how good this movie would be. But I did see that the director of this movie. Is supposedly I saw two different people say, "Hey, they confirmed it with their sources, but it's not official yet." That that director will be picked to direct the Batman movie, The Brave and the Bold. Damien, because yeah, he said he couldn't talk about it. So right, which of all the Batman things we've seen in this movie, or at least in the trailers, makes me think that yeah, like obviously they saw he's good at it, and they're like, "Okay, he's gonna do it." Chris Pratt is Batman. I'm so- Chris Pratt is Batman. <laughs> Chris Pratt as Superman. What do you think? Oh, God, no. He's too old. Might as well bring back Henry. They'll just digitally de-age him, just like they did Michael Douglas. Well, I'm excited for this because I think, well, I saw they're doing only a single premiere night because they're not going to do, like, this staggered premiere stuff because whatever happens at the end kind of helps set the foundation for what's coming with James Gunn. So, That's smart. I wish they would do that. And you know what I'm sick of? 
I'm sick of them letting these TikTok influencers go see it a week before it comes out. You know, a month? You mean they saw it all last month? Yeah, that's right. A month. It's just so stupid because <laughs> it's just like, uh, hey, here's my spoiler-free review of the Flash. It's like, I don't care what you have to say. Wait till the movie comes out. It's are you, like, are you stay... coming for Strong Hat uh, Goofy? A little bit. <laughs> it's, no, it's probably him. Soups. It's him and Soups. They're just like. Oh, I got to go to the premiere of yeah. We don't fucking care. Just because I will you're say this. I will say this. I don't follow either of them anymore. I used to follow both of them, but yeah, they're a little too much. Like it, they're a little. I can't tell you anything about this movie, but then they'll like literally allude to everything. Yeah, yeah. So I can't. I can't yeah. look at that content anymore. I will say this, and I, I wish this would stop on TikTok. Like those kind of influencers with the they're usually some sort of entertainment or something like that with the yeah. little microphone. I think we're past the little microphone. Or holding up the lapel mic. I think we're past that. Like, just use the mic, like yeah. on your your camera. Like, and but I hate these. But these entertainment influencers should. I know they never will. It's like paparazzi, but should respect fandom and wait to reveal stuff till the movie actually. Hey, there's comes all this shit out. to talk about. Release it the day of. Uh, I will right? say this, Corey, uh, and Garrett. You can listen to. Um, both of you probably haven't been in a uh, Cinemark theater in a while. Uh, before the movie starts now, it's not only Maria Monudos doing the uh, movie thing. I know. It's suits and straw hat. Yep. They're in there too. So, uh, My you, new straw hat's been in there for a while. Straw yeah. hat, you just see with the little lapel mic, and it bothers me every time. Being like, you're literally uh-huh. in a place where you don't need that. And you think somehow that's not really your, like, I don't know. I don't see how, how that's a signature to have that mic when everybody else does that. Hey, I don't want to get movie theater canceled, but uh, Maria Menounos, way better than Nicole Kidman. Sorry. No, you won't get canceled. It's true. That, it's, it's 100% true. correct. Like, Maria... She's been doing it way longer. She's been doing it way she longer. She does it right. And shout out to Maria. We know she's. Uh, she just said she was diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> oh, no, really? Yeah, I forget what kind, though. But oh, I, I believe... No. That's sad. I believe she said that it's something that's very treatable, so I think she's going to get oh. through it. I'm not, I hope to see her in the movie soon, you know, and... Uh, uh, she's been a staple of my life for like 20 years. So right. she's been wow. doing that forever. She doesn't walk in empty movie theaters. She walks in full movie theaters. Right. And she, even for a while, let you play games with her, which I think is nice. She still does it every now and again. She does trivia now, but she used to be, used to be where it had those games where you used your phone to look at yeah. it. 20 games. seconds. I got to download the app. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Guess uh, you don't get to play. Corey, when you move to the new city, what's the first movie that you would have to go see in theaters? The Flash. Oh, well, my. Um, I'm going to actually potentially be going to see Across the Spider-Verse again with Garrett for his first time. Oh, okay. uh, could be happening. The Flash. Wait, you are moving soon, then? I'm moving Thursday, dog. Whoa. You just told us you got two days left. Oh, I think you meant two days before you were going to announce. Like, no, oh, no, 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 no. I am in the heart of packing which just tires my old body out so flash uh you're not gonna go see transformers you must, you must uh wonder how uh marvin and al feel talking about an old body <laughs> you know what Gary? <laughs> i was even waiting it. for that joke to show up <laughs> uh, uh, so the flash yeah, would be the old, first one i'm like senior citizen marvin's dead <laughs> <laughs> i'm dust um <laughs> So hey, you're leaving it all over the fucking place. Garrett, I mean, uh, Corey, you're less than an hour away from Garrett? Yeah, yeah, that's about, it's right. about an hour. I'd yeah. say it's an hour. So yeah. if you find that 
there's no good theaters in your in your city. Would you make the the uh, jet over? Uh, you know, since I will be I'll working be, remotely, I guess it won't really set me back too bad. On I'll be bus. honest. Corey's got a theater where they serve food. Like it's like one of those Texas. It's not a Texas A and M, but it is like a Texas A and M where they. You mean like an Alamo Draft House? Yeah, like an Alamo Draft House. Oh damn! Well, I guess I'm staying where I'm at. It's right across from Uncle Julio's. Oh yes, Mexican food, and then a movie. Brookfield? Is that serious? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> well, that's where Brook. That's where Uncle Julio's is in Brookfield. Okay, then yes. Hell yeah! Goddamn Hulu getting a shout out. Uh, <laughs> Garrett, what do you what what brand of theaters do you have in your your city? Uh, right now, it's Imagine, and I'll oh, probably that's still right. have to go with to that e, one with the E with an E piece of shit. <laughs> hey man, it's actually they do different. They do different. You know flavored what? Cheese popcorn. Any so. kind of any kind of theater chain that's not one of the big uh, three, I will champion. So that's fine. They can be open. Why? I want a cinema. Well, there's a Cinemark in Kenosha that I like. I just don't like how they, if you have a monopoly of having those theaters, uh, there's not, like in Sioux Falls, right, it's all just Cinemark besides uh, the West Mall, which has changed really to start. So I just like more variety. I wish there was something mm. here that was like, and it's usually these smaller kind of markets where they have to be like, okay, this is a Cinemark town. This is an AMC town. Or if you go to bigger cities, they have all of it. You have a choice. Hmm. I'm mostly mad because Cinemark and their movie club sucks. It's like the <laughs> worst twenty. One out that twenty percent isn't good anymore. Or what? Twenty percent, one movie a month. Like it's it, not movie pass. Hey, I end up the beta of that of movie pass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything with it. But their program is really stupid, so. Uh, Corey. First, that movie passed. Too you bad. can go see The Flash in your new town. Possibly eat some Mexican beforehand. Maybe a burrito. Maybe a chimichanga. You don't know yet. Um, probably something chicken. You feel like a chicken guy. Probably because it has protein. A lot of protein. So you were going to go chicken. Um in that theater and uh i hope to we're gonna go all see that except for alex probably uh soon after it comes out right yeah i would see what first weekend i would like to i yeah i'm gonna try i'm going on a cruise literally the saturday after a premiere i know this guy is always somewhere dude i know i'm like what's happened to me like mr popular 18 year old Garrett would come kick this guy's ass. You should have, you should be at the movie theater now. The fuck's that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? What do you mean that mean? We used to do midnight premieres and wait in line all day. We used to do that shit all the time. What's at the movie? Oh, sorry. When I I was 18, you guys were hitting like your 30 year old birthday. So, whoa, Garrett with the ageism over here. Ageism. I'm just calling it as I see it. How old are you now? That's 29. Prehistoric. Or 30. You're literally 30, Garrett. We're all both in our 30s, so I think those jokes don't fly. Okay, 39 doesn't count. That's basically 40. (laughs) 39. (laughs) But Garrett's beard makes him look like he's 12. Yeah, I, sh- I shaved it. I shaved I'm literally it down. thirty-six, and you're thirty. We're six years. You're apart. thirty-six. Yeah. You can't pause years, man. You can't just say, "Hey, I'm thirty-six for five years." Okay. <laughs> See, 
I hear you, Marvin. I have no idea what Garrett is talking about. So, we're talking about these old. Fucks. I'd say we're in our thirties. Hey, Garrett, you know, eight hours away, so he doesn't get all the Oh yeah. I think logically that, that makes sense. Out from you. Logically, it makes sense out, when you're in your twenties and some, and your friends are in your thirties. You can call them old, but once we're in the same fucking decade, like you have to wait till I'm forty again to make it start calling me old again. Oh, no. Marvin, that's gonna be I, next week. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm always gonna round up on you guys. Well, well then you gotta round down because I'm not even in 35 yet. So you're almost 35. I'm 33, dick bag. Fuck your old. <laughs> fuck your old. <laughs> he said, "Dick bag." Are you oh, old now, Corey? Clean the I was fucking gonna ears say out. <laughs> this is true. This man has no dick. No, uh, no, I mean, I mean, he's got a bag of dick. That's all he's got is a bag with the dick in it. Corey, let me ask you a question, and I'm pretty sure uh, I'm going to reel this back to comics somehow. But I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. But have you been uh, keeping up with Spider Man? I have. No. I just read the newest issue today. You piece of shit. I'm terrible. Actually, you mean tomorrow? Uh, no, actually today. Wait, today Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> the last issue came out this week. The last issue of what? Spider-Man. He just effing asked you if you caught up on Spider-Man. I said I just read the most recent issue today. Oh. God. No, but but new comic book comes out tomorrow. Oh, my God. He's just saying in general, the newest one oh, he read I today. Not... I, I keep, I'm buying them, and I have to go cancel my subscription tomorrow at the place I've been going to. Oh, but... Do you have a shop where you are moving to? I don't know. I haven't investigated, but I will figure uh, it out. I'm sure there's one in Milwaukee. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Shit. Just name-drafted. Oops. That's fine. I Oops. said it's fine now. All right. It's fine. All right. You know, Milwaukee is the place where some great beer comes out of. And his address is, <laughs> and so, yeah, I guess <laughs> if you're that close to Milwaukee, you're on you because you're one of the it's one of the suburbs, right? Are you moving to? Yeah, I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, in so. Wauwatosa, so it's like 10 to 15 oh, geez. minutes. Oh, geez, give me more specific data. All right, cool. <laughs> and you can just, find let's him, keep, let's keep going. You can let's find him going. at Uncle yeah, Julio's. Just because I don't live in Lake Geneva. <laughs> oh, you son of a, I will. Anyways, but you're close to Chicago, Garrett, and he's close to Milwaukee. So, I mean, if you guys needed to, for any kind of reason, uh, find comics at a different location, you could go one of those places. So. There, There is one where I live, uh, not mentioned by hashtag SOS1, but there is one here, okay. and, but I barely go. Yeah. I mean, there are some things in, in which the internet has solved for at this point, but also, like, mm-hmm. I find those places good to go. And, uh, by the way, brought to you by RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Um, I do find like the environment and like our local shop here, I feel like, especially if I wanted to introduce my children to these type of things, like they still need to be able to see it all to figure out what they want to get. Like, it's not going to work for me to be like, all right, what about this? What about this? And like show them online and buy it. So, um, there's definitely a market for it. And I feel like, uh, it's fun to see somebody that age, walk into somewhere and be like oh th- this not this is not just something i see like a batman cartoon and he's not only there like he's in all this stuff and uh it's the start of it you drop the seeds you know this kid's really into the spider-verse right now i don't know anything about it but uh we've seen two movies so yeah and you know um uh whatchamacallit um I've heard this run of amazing. Like I've read like the first like five or six issues, but I'm already collecting it up to twenty something. 
because I've been terrible about reading it, but I've heard a lot of people are upset with it. I don't know. What are your guys' takes on that? I think it's great. I think they've actually uh, done something pretty unique with the story. Okay. It's not as great as what the the volume before this, but they did just go through the storyline on why Peter Parker shows up the way he does in issue one of this run. Um, And it is actually a story that makes sense and leads to some pretty dramatic uh, stakes. Like uh, maybe you guys have seen in the news, something happened to Miss Marvel. I don't know. Could have happened in Spider-Man. It did. She was unalived. I can't, I can't confirm or deny that. Um, but if it did happen, it could have happened in the Spider-Man book. By the way, by the way, if you're going to make fun of somebody being fucking old, it's Alex right there hearing on a live for the first time. It, that makes me younger than him. So, uh, uh, he, All right. well, he's my age now and I'm his age. I'm 33 now. And he's okay, that's fair. That's a, that's an equal trade. Uh, that does seem most fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, do that helps just, with Alex's hair, so you know. When, you, some when you're doing this packing, Corey, uh, how many uh, pounds of comics is it, or is that still at the uh, the ho- the headquarters? Well, so I have a majority. I have a majority. <laughs> headquarters being mom and dad's house. <laughs> the headquarters has the majority of it still, but I have about four shoe boxes worth, like Nike shoe boxes worth. Of wow, Nikes. <laughs> All I'm getting is Amazon. How many comics can you put in a size eight box? Hey, I'm sorry, your arthritic <laughs> ankles can only wear Brooks. So, hey, I I like wearing Brooks. Yeah, what the hell, Corey? What the fuck? Let the guy mow his fucking lawn. Jesus I Christ! Just, I just install three people it's, at once. It's good for my my souls. <laughs> hey, it's New Balance, douche. Oh. No, Brooks is the old people shoe. Yeah, all Brooks is. You're an old people shoe. <laughs> oh, I think that pushes me back. Okay, that put, gives me two more years that I'm wearing Brooks. All right, two more years. <laughs> you really? I didn't mean it. Yeah, I guess. But some, I did. I got some gray Brooks. I heard from some old people they're pretty good for walking. <laughs> Marvin, you can it's trade true. with Corey. You can trade with Corey. Um, Holy be- shit, guys. I know. I'm sorry I'm scrolling while we're recording. I see Transformers has also got a 7 out of 10. I've seen. I just looked at Rotten as a fifty-six percent audience. That one seems more split. That one seems more split. But Alex, as as a person who loves Beast Wars, like how can you not be jacked to go see that movie, even hearing that it there's a good chance that you'll enjoy it. I'd say to be fair, I never expect the Transformers movies to be good. Not after the first two, and even those ones were. So this one, I'm plenty excited for this one. Beast Wars, it's got Cheetor, it's got Air Razor, even though the review I watched today said Air Razor wrong as like a razor. And I thought, you're an idiot. That's the you're an idiot. I was going to say, that's the review. Don't get right at the movie. Don't associate it. No, 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 I'm not mad, yeah. I'm, I'm mad at the reviewer, though. If you don't know how to read what, Air is, and Razor in one word, what's, you're an idiot. What's the uh, gorilla we're talking about? Uh, optimal? Optimus, Optimus Primal. 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 It's been a while since I used to have that game on PC. That's a personal computer, Corey, on PC. Oh, okay. And uh, you would pick one of those characters from Beast Wars and you would fight as them. And uh, it was a shitty game. Um, it was uh, not only shitty, it was probably the worst thing I've ever played at the time. Uh, but it was cool uh, picking those characters and then, you know, watching the TV show. So I was a little, I was more into Beast Wars than I was in Transformers. So, you know, because it's fucking. Yeah. At that age, and animorphs that like you want to turn into a fucking animal. Animorphs, dude. Hey, animorphs is badass. You want to know when I stopped watching Transformers? 
I'm going to tell you. It was Transformers Age of Extinction. And it was, um, uh, what's the Eastwood? Scott Eastwood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Playing the love interest to the daughter anyway. And, um, you know, Mark Wahlberg and him, of course, on the rocks, a stereotypical boyfriend, father of the girlfriend, whatever. And then I shit you not, the words that come out of Scott Eastwood's mouth are like, God, I can't even remember. It was so awful. It's like, you got to let me do this, dad. He calls Mark Wahlberg dad. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you are the boyfriend to the daughter. In no way does that line ever work. It's not even hey, when you impregnate somebody, you can call them daddy. It's gonna call their their dad daddy. Everything with Scott Eastwood in that movie is shit. Like yeah. even when he has to explain, being like, "Well, you know the uh, Romeo and Juliet law." Like we're did you ever see the last <laughs> night? Did either of you watch the last no, night? I, I haven't seen that one. Bro, you can't. No. Nobody is sane enough to watch three of those movies and say maybe the fourth one's gonna be different. When right. they didn't change nothing between the third and the fourth, Michael Bay was still there, like in his whole production company. Like the only, I, I gave Bumblebee a, Bumblebee a shot because it was somebody new, and I enjoyed that movie. I like that. I thought it was good too. I so, mean, I like the first three, but Bumblebee is definitely the best. Yeah, but. it definitely is. That's what get me excited for this one because they said it's a direct continuation, and it's more <coughs> in the spirit of Bumblebee after Bumblebee. So doesn't have Haley Steinfeld. How no. is it a direct continuation? Maybe she has a cameo. I don't know. That's literally what I read. I don't know. They said after that movie did great, they were like, you know what? We'll make a sequel to this one versus making... Because they were going to actually reboot it after Bumblebee again. But they didn't. So. Yeah. Cool. What else I'm really excited for? Yeah. I'm excited for Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol Part 1. Well, 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 Ghost well comic book podcast. Comic book podcast. Me. Oh, you got to So, can you can you promise me for sure there's never ever been a Mission Impossible comic? I need you to fact check uh, this, Garrett. I will bet you thirteen cents that there has not been a. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to check Mission so, Impossible hold on, comic. Hold on, Wednesday comic fans, real fast. This will be the last thing I think because I think I'm getting kicked off shortly. While he's looking Which, that up, I did. Uh, this season is the season of AI, and my I was talking to Todd earlier. And he's our AI guy, uh, uh, Corey. Um, He's in our new assistant. Human assistants weren't working out, so now we have Todd uh, as a co-producer on the show. And I was talking to Todd, and uh, he wanted me to uh, play this game with you guys. So while Corey's looking that up, and Corey can stay for this game, and then I'm going to kick him out of here. Oh, hold uh, on. Before you be, yeah, I'll stay for the game, but real quick, I would like uh, 13 cents from Garrett because Mission Impossible number one, unedited, came out in 1996 by Paramount Pictures to for starring Tom Cruise. Uh, you're welcome for paying for uh, Max. So goodbye. <laughs> oh, whoa! 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 Got him. <laughs> okay, you're welcome for paying for Disney Plus. I can play this. Cancel game too. it. Cancel it. Here we go. I asked uh, Todd. I go Todd all the time. Speaking about reboots and recon, uh, retcons and how they reboot stuff all the time or retcon something. I asked him, I go, well, you know, retcons are very interesting, right? And, and, and um, we will, it ties into, it times it ties into a certain movie that came out recently, but I can't say which because not everybody's seen it. And I uh, was talking with Todd and I said, you know what, Todd, Let, what's five of the most notable retcons in Marvel and what happened? And he gave me a list of stuff. So I'm going to read this list to you guys. And I want each of you individually to tell me which one of them was the worst choice and which one of them was the best choice. 
So I just need two picks from you on this one. Um, first one here, Jane Foster as Thor. One major retcon involved Jane Foster, previously known as Thor's love interest, taking up the mantle. Um, I don't really, it's not like a full retcon, I don't feel like, but I do feel like it's a change to Jane's character in a way. Uh, next, Captain America Hydra agent. Uh, in a secret twist, it was revealed that uh, uh, Steve Rogers was actually a Hydra agent all along um, and kind of went back and was like, hey, this actually wasn't him this, this amount of time. So that's number two. Uh, which, Garrett, what do we say every time Hydra agent is brought up? Um, He's still out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to what we used to say. Hashtag uh, not real cap. I can't remember. Not my cap. Not my cap. Yeah, hashtag not my cap. That's right. He's out there somewhere, though. He's, he's yeah, floating he's in the wind. He's out there. Yeah. Uh, on the moon. <clears throat> now, this one, it was on the list, but I also feel like this is kind of not 100% uh, what I'm asking because it's talking about the Ultimate Universe, which the whole thing's a retcon and reboot. Uh, Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Fresh take on the compelling superhero. Um, all new X-Men. Brian McGuinness is all new X-Men. I don't know if you guys have read that. Uh, we read the first trade on the podcast. Right. Remember? And then there were some changes made to certain characters because they were brought from the 60s to today and they changed a couple of their things around. And then in Death Wolverine was the final one here. Uh, they brought back a popular character in the Hunt for Wolverine event. It was revealed that Wolverine's body had been stolen and that multiple versions of Wolverine exist. This retcon set the stage for the real Wolverine oh. to eventually return. <clears throat> You made this real easy with that last entry. So we got to pick two and get rid of two? No, no. pick one that's What's the best and which one's the worst? The best is easily Miles Morales. I would agree with that. That is the best retcon. Mm, I'm going to say the best is uh, Lady Thor. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think um, I think the fact that she didn't just last for like three issues, the fact that she had three volumes to her name, Speaks loud enough to be like, oh, they had enough to talk about, and was well written. Not that the model stuff isn't good. I don't, I don't think you're... her. Her as a character is a great idea, but man, that fucking Minotaur, I can't, I can't read that book. Well, I, I didn't say I didn't say the Minotaur. I said her. I know, but it was the storyline. The bad guy right. was Minotaur the whole time. I was gonna what? say that I think both uh, choices are up there, either being one or two. I, what I don't like though is. That after the initial introduction of Miles, that character, everything done with it, not actually not even in the comics, but every other take on that character past has been great, I feel like. And with uh, Jane, they made her Valkyrie and then she was in the movie and it wasn't that great in the movie. So I, I think that kind of sours my taste on that one. So I would go Miles, but I think it's it's kind of not really based on just that one run. It's based on how, what I feel like the character today. Now, honorable mention, I will say uh, the idea of Captain um, having, like, being a Hydra sleeper agent and always being with Hydra, hashtag not my cap, mm-hmm. was going to be the best effing storyline of all time. And they wasted all that potential with re- basically retconning the retcon and being like, be like, I've been capped the whole time. I just needed the, the Tesseract to, to come out. And I'm like, nope, that guy's still out. We're all like, he's still out there. So, uh, But it would have been the coolest storyline ever to have Cap find him and like That's also where, it out. was it in that or was it in Civil War Two where Black Widow dies? 
Um, it or or it's, no, it's, it's um, what's the Secret, Secret Empire? Empire? It's Secret yeah. Empire. Played number four when she gets her neck broken. Right. Yeah, okay, so right, it's part right. of this uh, Hydra. Is right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now my thing is that if you're going to put it in Secret Empire, then you're right. That book is well done. I remember that when Nick Spencer was writing the the Cap Hydra stuff, I would say that's the worst because it had such promising notions yeah, towards it. it. And did. then with the end game being, uh, he is still out there, but we never talk about it now. When is he going to show up and lay waste to everything? Captain America 4. Yeah, brand new world. Hell brave yeah. new world. That's what, there a you brave go. Whole new world. So then the sequel is whole new world. Uh, Garrett, so you're saying that the Cap one is the worst? No. No, 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 no. The Hunt for Wolverine is the worst piece. The most beautiful looking, biggest piece of shit ever. Are you saying the Death of Wolverine? No, no, no. The Death of Wolverine was not horrible. I didn't, Him like, coming I back to life. No, nah, I think that, stu- that was a cohesive storyline. The Hunt for Wolverine or the Return of Wolverine, whatever it was. The Return was horrible. Return was horrible. Oh, is, th- is this something different? There was three. No, there was no, three so, of them. So, so death is at the end of it when he dies and he is encased in the adamantium. Then right. when you come back and it's his first outing that you and I had gotten and he goes to the moon or whatever. God, he goes somewhere stupid and he blows it all up. I mean, mm. that's all I remember is he blows something up and it was ridiculously horrible. Yeah. It's- Hunt and Return were god awful, but they looked great. Garrett, I mean, uh, Alex, what do you think? Worst one. I'm going to say Captain. The Captain was the worst one for me. It had the most promise and did not deliver. So you, you enjoy this Wolverine thing that Garrett's talking about? No, it's shit too, but... <laughs> it's less stinky shit. It's, it, no, you know what? I'm going to... No, I'm wrong. I read the the Cap bad guy Cap. That was fine. I mean, it was a disappointment. No, I'm going to agree. Garrett's right. Return of Wolverine was pure shit. Oh my god, dude! It just like ripped. You're like, yes, we're getting Wolverine back. And then it was like, what the? F-? Like we no. can't get excited at all. Because I remember when Garrett and I talked about, it, and we were super stoked about it. Then to find out that it was a stinky pile of shit. Uh, Corey, what do you think? I mean, gosh, see, it's tough for me to judge Hydra Cap because I never read it. Um, so I'm just going to stick with Death of Wolverine. I don't know. For, if out of the options that I heard, I'm just kind of like, eh, that was the least exciting to me. <clears throat> I didn't read the, I read Death Wolverine, but I never read The Hunt. Um, and I yeah, do agree. I never read Hunter Return. I do agree so. Death is, uh, okay. It looks beautiful. Um, yeah. At the time, and it remember being, what, like three, four issues? So like, Isn't it, it's Steve McNiven, right? Yes. Pretty sure. So it's like, yeah. it didn't even overstay his welcome, and I feel like that's why it's okay. But I will say, uh, so I didn't read the hunt, so I can't judge that one. Um, the cap thing I thought was it was interesting, and so I feel like it doesn't deserve bottom spot. Uh, but I will say, and I remember at the time people were being mad about all new, all different X Men by Bendis, um, just because it that one had a lot of promise. I felt like, and then it really became a team drama kind of book, which makes sense because like he did bring teenagers back. Or from the past to the future to be part of this book, and it was kind of the, like the central part of that story. But uh, I feel like it had more promise uh, with Bendis taking that over. Like that was his first X Men thing, and I feel like there's just more that could have been done with it. But I feel like that's Bendis recently. It's there's promise, and then I'm like, what is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. What's the last thing we like? We like by Bendis, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
It's been a while. Back when you wrote uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Ultimate Spider-Man. It's been a while. Actually. Yeah. Because the, the tried and true. And now he's doing not, not that cockapoo-poo uh, Superman. So no, what's he doing now? He's doing Legion stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. I God, I don't think that book's coming out anymore. But yeah, there you go. Uh, that's uh, the uh, five, not top five. I asked him for just five good ones, and I feel like, uh, like I said, uh, it's some good conversation happened there, and bring back some memories of that Secret Empire, and know that Cap is out there, and then uh, if he ever shows his face again. Uh, I want to know what he's doing. Like, uh, they made such a big deal about him escaping too. It's like, why you yeah. show him escape? Why isn't he just rotten in jail? Right. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, you have uh, continued your packing. Have a good, you know, safe trip. And I hope that on your way to your new house at your uncle Julio's, that uh, um, you certainly uh, enjoy living next door to the theater. If I understood that that conversation earlier correctly. I sort of think, I think I'm now based on information I heard from, uh, you know, the bronze uh, platinum Patreon tier leader that uh, I am close to one. So uh, yeah, I'll have to update you more once I find out. So um, am I signing off now? And the four of us, the four of us at some point while we're in our thirties, uh, have to meet up at a at a central location in Wisconsin where there's cheese, and we'll meet with the cheeses. So you know, I did uh, already. I mean, because obviously I'm a foodie. Um, I've done some research. And there's, a place near, there's a place near me that has these giant ass cheesy mozzarella sticks that are supposed to be like breadstick sized, like gigantic breadsticks, but it's just cheese. Wait, so they have mozzarella sticks that look like a giant ass? <laughs> no giant ass mozzarella sticks yeah a giant yeah, ass mozzarella stick <laughs> mm. big yeah. mozzarella sticks like it with cheese how do they get right. the breading to go down the crack you stuff it in real good the right in the ass. <laughs> no that's 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 where there's no breading there that's where the cheese comes out so oh jeez <laughs> i found the cheese and if you go around the anyway. corner if you go around the corner guess what lemonade <laughs> gross <laughs> Corey, Jesus. well, hashtag guest host one. And just remember, real quick, uh, Wednesday comic fans, for thirteen dollars, you get an hour of Garrett's time on the Bronze Patreon tier. But you, for my time, it's thirteen dollars for one minute. So you make. I think you fucked that up. I think you said it's thirteen, 13 cents. cents for Garrett's. He gave no, you I said a thirteen dollars. I said thirteen dollars. I don't think so. I think it was well, 13 tonight, cents for an hour of my time. For 13 cents, you get an hour of Garrett's time, which is even worse. So that works for me. And for my time, it's $13 for an hour. So this hashtag gets those ones signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. There you go. The man from Minnesota and from South Dakota moving to the cheese country. Out there in the big, they call that big cheese country out there. That's right. No, they don't. Um, before we move on to our book club review, uh, which will be about animal, animal, man, animal man, number four by Jeff Lemire and Travel Foreman. Um, I do want to, here is, uh, the next game that Todd, I said, Todd, we used to do all these fucking games. All right. But the exhausting thing about making these games is that, uh, you gotta come up with rules. You gotta come up with like how it works. 
I said, what about you do it, Todd? You do it once for me. He said, okay, I'll make one. So he made one for us today. And we always know that my games are like ironclad. The rules are the rules, and the rules are always going to be the rules. Um, and this one, I want to let you know, uh, it is that same way. The rules will not change. <laughs> this is the way it's going to work. And I need you two are going to work together. Oh, hell yeah. And you're going to make a top five list together. Oh, jeez. Based on the five superheroes that I tell you. But here's the twist. Once I tell you it, you have to rank it right away. You don't get to see what the other ones are. You don't see all of them. You see them one at a time, and you put it into place, and it sticks there. Top five. So okay, you're gonna give us the so for example, I might say five spots. I might this might be the first one. Uh, for example, right? It'll say you got five spots. I want the top five. Number one being the best. Number five being the worst. And uh, I'll say Batman. And then you guys have to discuss where one through five you put Batman, knowing that four others will appear at some point. Fuck. So like you, if you 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 know if you if I give you like a a red hood, you know you put where do you put that guy four. But then what if you get, you know, shittier once and he could have been a three? So that's just, that's what you guys have to walk yourselves through. And then also basically uh, figure out. Where's so once the, you put a character in place, they can't move? It's locked in, baby. Okay. And this uh, is official, right. too. Everybody out there, when you hear this top official. five, this, this is what they believe with these five individuals. Oh, that's some horse shit. All right. Well, whatever. Number, number one. Here's the number one name. <laughs> top, your guys' top five, Booster Gold. That's the first name. Well, that's the hardcore five. Yeah, it's either four or five. So let's, I'll go with five. Five, I agree. Yeah. Five's good. Yeah. It's gonna be shit. The rest of them. <laughs> yeah. I know. Put that baby right there. Uh, next name: Spider-Man. Ooh. Two. I think he. Yeah, I think two spot. Two's good. Yeah. So two, you have Spider-Man. Number five, you have Booster Gold. The next one is Squirrel Girl. Oh. Yep, four. <laughs> right, Al? Four is good. Yeah, well, hey, Squirrel Girl is more powerful than Booster Gold. So. <laughs> and more sane for the most part. Right. <clears throat> and uh, here is your next name. Uh, remember, there's only one more remaining after this. You guys have the one and the three slot open. Um, and when I say this name, I'm saying... The whole thing. And you're going to understand this in a second. Green Lantern. Okay, where do we understand this part? It's, yep. so from, it's, not just, it's not just one specific character. It's the whole idea of that character. It's mm. Green Lantern. The whole spectrum of it. Wow. I'd get that a three spot and just take whatever's the one. Yeah, let's. It's everything, guys. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I can't put Green Lan- like just Green Lanterns as a company as number one. I'm like, if it was Hal Jordan, if it was John Stewart, if it was Guy Gardner, you're telling me the entire core, everything, everything yeah. to do with all, it. All, yeah. all the colors, all the spectrum colors, even. Like if somebody yeah, came up to you agree. and said, "Is Green Lantern good?" In just a general sense, you're trying to get into comic books, you would say, "Hasn't been in years." Okay, I, you know, see, see with that with that idea, I agree. It's a three. It is just generic. All right. Okay, three. Number one. By the way, these are all Todd's names, so I didn't come up with any of this. This is Todd. 
Uh, finally, uh, Superman. Number one. Oh, fuck yeah. He start he started it out as number one. He's gonna finish it as number one. So you have one. Superman, so. Spider Man, Green Lantern, Squirrel Girl, and Booster Gold. Honestly, perfect list. Perfect. Yeah, list. say honestly, that's how it would have been anyway. You wouldn't yeah. put Booster at four. No. No. I'll say in in terms of Marvel Snap, I, uh, Squirrel Girl, I've enjoyed her moving there. So, especially Why, use, to use her with Kazar or whatever. Uh, with Patriot. Oh, okay. And with, yeah, with uh, Blue Marvel. Oh, Blue Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's that book club, called? Book, club, uh, book club we have? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. I had a burp coming up when I was saying book, so it wouldn't come out all the way. Uh, Animal Man number four, Travel Foreman and Jeff Lemire. Um, I forget how much is his first arc. How many issues? Six? Five. Six. Five? Oh, six. six. It's, well, Hoopla says six. Okay. But it could be five then, because Hoopla's never right. Um, I know, it, obviously, we're coming to the first conclusion uh, quickly. and that's the, But that's the thing with this book, though. Like, if you were to read this issue, which I thought was fantastic, this probably actually is, might be tied with the first one, maybe a little bit ahead of the first one as my favorite issue so far. Um, mostly for the art and the grotesqueness of everything in it. Like, if this issue's gross. Agreed. Yeah. I'm surprised that uh, Fat Fuck uh, was still keeping it together he, he uh, was, in that car ride. She was like, you see the bug in his head? And he was just like, oh. Yeah, um, and, and the wife's just, like, oblivious. I'm like, there's literally, like, flies circling his forehead. Yeah, she's like, just like, I guess he's dirty, you know? Some people don't shower. <laughs> but Buddy said this guy will keep me safe. I do know, though, when she ran and uh, grabbed the shotgun that it, there's something in Alex that awoken that Ellen would go and grab the shotgun and not just be like, where's Buddy at? She was like, fuck this. I'm gonna I, 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 I super appreciated that. There's no bullshit anymore. She goes, something has my son, and I'm going to find it, and then I'm going to fuck its day up. Um, the part where – two things. Uh, Buddy fighting the rot un – they call them un. Um, they don't call them undead or unmen yet. Um, call I think them, they're undeads. Yeah, undeads or something like that. Um, <laughs> when they're he's fighting them and they're like, and he is getting fucked up by them. Like that's what I'm talking about. This art, it's just like it can be like that grossness, and then, but the, and the other end of the spectrum, I feel like there's that kind of uh, half page splash where. Uh, um, fuck. What's his name? Cliff is outside next to the car, and then that detective guy, who's actually the uh, rot guy, is next to him, and he's like, like making that noise, and his head's like huge while the kid's talking to him. Uh, made me laugh out loud, and it's like this art like can be hilarious because it's like it's hilarious that 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 rot guy's trying to keep it together and he can't. Um, and then how brutal it gets. And I think it's a testament to, like, this is absolutely the right choice to draw this book. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it didn't have a lot of substance to this issue besides... Uh, it was really action-packed. Substance. Yeah. Yeah. Very action-packed. And uh, I'm not sure how Cliffy, Cliffy Boy is still alive. I'm pretty sure he was about to get eaten. But uh, I guess uh, 
Hey, you wanted that fat fuck? So. Say, had that detective not uh, said, what the hell's going on here? And he's yeah. like, I gotta eat something. And when you get like, to the final panel, how disgusting. Oh, dude. Eating, like, eating him over I know. Oh, he's like huge and just like all disfigured. And, and you, know, you know that fucking rock guy's gross? Who would eat a human being, that fat man, ass first? Hey, he's got the monkeys. <laughs> I do see. Well, it's a taste. Yeah, I don't know if that came across, Garrett. I do believe that he was going to eat Cliff, and then that guy woke up, and he was like, oh, God, oh, God, and that's why. He's like, well, I'm going to eat mm. I can't let this fat fuck run away. Like, this is going to be the majority of my meal. So, right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, when he was eating him over the river, it's just like, and then his, like, true form, the rot's true form. It is not a style that you see mimicked much or a style that exists even today. It's very unique to travel. And I feel like there are certain styles like David Aha or uh, maybe even uh, Sean Murphy to an extent that like becomes such a popular kind of style. Well, Scotty Young, for instance, like Scotty Young. I think there's artists that do a Scotty Young now and like a Scotty Young kind of inspired look. Um, but Travel Foreman, I feel like this art is so impactful. Like he should be somebody that we're talking about these days and people like are mimicking. Um, but you don't see many of this, especially in mainstream comics. You may be some horror book on on the indie scene that is similar to this, but in, in mainstream DC Marvel, like they don't go this risky anymore. Like a lot, of, and that's the thing about Marvel. I say week to week that I don't enjoy the style that they want for their books. Now it's to do anything the opposite of what this book is. Like they really like clean lines. They like very colorful, almost cartoony kind of looks nowadays and when i see a marvel book that is not that nowadays i'm like okay they must have either a a great editor that's pushing for them to not have the same shit art as every other book or it's actually a writer that can pull some weight um but i really think that like and i know jeff likes to work with people that he's worked with in the past like i'm looking for a little forward to a jeff lemire travel uh reunion and so that'd be a fantastic book i almost feel like um travel foreman should be doing the Phantom Road book. I mean, the right. Walt oh, art yeah. is fantastic, but Walt's art is so clean looking that it doesn't leave as much fear as what if Travel Foreman was on the Phantom Road book would be. I think also, I mean, like, the most disorienting thing, and part of what you said, Alex, like, travel is art is not, a, is not clean. Like, sometimes it's actually very hard to tell, like, what is going on, and you have to kind of, like, really look at it. But it's almost like, and, and, and I got to believe this is on uh, on purpose that like it is something that is not appealing to look to look at, but he kind of forces you to do it. So like unlike a movie, which will show something on the screen and make you look at it, a comic book, you can kind of look where you want to look. And I think that because of the way he is making your eye travel and like forcing you to kind of like look closer at the grocery stuff to be like, what's going on here exactly? Or even like that last scene to see like, how does this guy look and like, what what is that guy eating? What is he eating off of that guy? Like that kind of, you're not 100 percent sure. And almost in a way, then you become like this voyeur where you're like looking at all this stuff that really it's not something that is appealing to look at. So, well, like you said, the 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 bulbous part of his head where it's ballooning up, it's it is funny. But just think if you were actually Cliff and you looked at that, oh yeah, how I can't. That would be to see his head expanding. I mean, there's no way your skull is containing all that shit, or he's not even made of a skull, I'm sure. 
this book is gnarly as shit. And honestly, even the swamp thing that's going on at the same time is just as gnarly. Hmm. The stuff that you're seeing that's being done to these, these regular people in this book, they're getting eaten by these monster men. And spoilers for Swamp Thing, they're getting taken over and their necks are getting turned backwards. So does this book do a crossover with Swamp Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the um, They talk about it in this issue about the, like, uh, Alec Holland, he can help you. He's he's fighting his own battle with the rot. Um, and it, like, will come that you guys will have to help each other. That That's basically the event. It's leading to all that kind of stuff. But, um. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that. I think that is the biggest surprise for me going back and lo- reading this because I haven't read this since it, it came out. Like, I haven't gone back and looked at it since then. But the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I can take from this is, is that Jeff Lemire, obviously flawless, like the, the, he falls into this book and doesn't even feel like it's being written, which is what you can ask as a writer to have it just happen naturally and you don't even think about the writing. But I think the biggest takeaway I have is, once again, travels art like, I didn't expect to go back to this book and I thought the art would be like, Oh, I like this art, but I, I'm really, really enjoying this style. And I feel like in those covers, I'm not sure if they, if you guys see the covers for these, like these covers are fantastic. Like I would see these covers walking by and it not only shows you exactly what the book is about by looking at that, but I feel like it's such a, a, a interesting, different looking book that it draws you in like from the initial look so um that's my biggest takeaway and i i'm gonna probably hopefully remember to google this guy and and see if uh what's he been doing because i don't know i haven't seen him on a book in a while which guy travel foreman oh they're talking jeff oh no jeff's out there (laughs) i thought travel foreman what he was just doing something I know I saw, yeah, I saw his name pop up somewhere recently, but uh-huh. I don't remember what. But it was like the first time I heard his name in forever. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm so down. Like, I love that this, like, it's, it, you can tell it's like building into, like, the DC Dark Corner, I'd call it, or like the Dark uh, dark Justice League or Justice League Dark kind of corner of uh, DCU. And I'm like, man, if they were doing that right now today, I'm like, what? Where's the magic? Where's Swamp Thing and where's Animal Man? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's where I've gotten caught up into right now. And that's, I've, I'm actually rereading the issues again as we go. And I'm seeing other books that are coming out like GI Combat or I'm seeing the Frankenstein and now I'm seeing the Justice League Dark stuff from New 52. And I'm like, what else, had, what else did I miss out on 13 years ago that I could now get caught back up into and almost relive that new 52 era. I vampire. Oh really? dude. I vampire was so good. That Sorrentino's like big breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, okay. That I got every right single there. issue of that bad boy. That, I'd sell it you. to you, but I love it. So like, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was, that's what I, I had written uh resurrection man in my list to get stuff. GI Combat, just because I like that first issue cover, looks fantastic. So I might just buy that just so the cover itself. Um, what else did I have on my list? Dial, JL Dark. Dial H for Heroes, good too. That's the, and that's the other one I wrote on. And that had uh, Santa Luco art, which I love from Turtles. Yeah. 
<laughs> we talked about. I think we talked about it last week or the week before. When are we? It part of this book club. We've been talking about the New Fifty Two kind of too around this time. Initially, I thought it was there was obviously hit and miss, but I thought it was for the most part um, pretty well done. It's just that it never found uh, any kind of focus to go towards, or it didn't really find its footing with what it wanted to be its history, like for each character. Um, but those, yeah, when you're talking about Alex, like the choices they made for those smaller books at that time, there was a lot of good stuff came out of that. And uh, well, I was just thinking, I need to like next time I go to Rainbow, I should see if I can find some of these other new 52s that maybe they have got collected so I don't have to find them individually uh-huh. or if nothing else, get a couple issues, give it a try. Like I did with uh, Frankenstein. I bought a couple. It was Jeff Lemire writing. I thought, well, I'm going to get them all anyway. And then I saw Matt Kent was wrapping up that, that story and Swamp Thing is written by Snyder and then goes into Charles soul. Um, right. Yeah. Like th- These guys that I, I read now, that back when I started, when you got me into comic books and we were doing the new fit, I mean, every week we talked new 52 and broke down everything that we we're going to get. I remember too. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. And to know where I am now as a reader of who I respect and who I enjoy and who knows how to handle a book. I wish I would have known that back then. Cause I would, I mean, honestly, I guess we probably would have just gotten every book. Yeah. Um, that was the first time too, when you talk about Charles soul on swamp thing that I had read at Charles soul book and then he started writing daredevil around that time and i remember at the time being like because his first initial runs and actually i believe a swamp thing if i'm right correctly was good all the way to the till they ended it but um saying like how does this guy live because he still had his law firm and then also he's writing these books so uh that thing's good to the end there alex swamp thing so well i, I read the on <clears throat> uh, i think i told you guys i read the animal man his rot world stuff and then I'm going to go back and read the Swamp Thing, Rot World stuff. And then I never understand when the annuals happen. Do annuals happen at the end of issue 12? Yeah. Or, okay. Or that's what they were doing back well, then. Well, you could look up the publication months and then you would know for sure. That's true. That's true. I need to do that because it never tells you in the issues themselves, hey, next month is the annuals. Pick them up. Yeah, and just look at the, uh, it'll say like the month and year in the publication Wait, which one are you details. talking about? The Animal Man or Swamp Thing? Both. Hey, uh, Todd, you want to um, look up and see the reading order for uh, Animal Man New 52? All right. Uh, I'm going to ask Todd and see what he says. Annuals, and then there's two annuals for um, Animal Man when he goes up against the Spider Queen. <clears throat> I need to start taking Wednesdays off, I think, so that when I get done talking to you guys... <laughs> I can sit up and read like 10 more books. All right. So uh, Todd got the whole reading order for Animal Man, uh, New 52. Okay. And he said that the issues are volume ones, one through six, and then it is seven through 11, zero, and then annual number one, uh, and then 12 through 16. And then the next one, actually, when they collected it, they collected Swamp Thing and Animal Man in the same collection. So it's Ant Man eighteen nineteen, and then Swamp Thing twelve and seventeen, and then it's hmm. Animal Man twenty through twenty three, and there's a twenty three point one, and then twenty four through twenty nine. Oh, there's a twenty three point one for Animal Man. Yeah, that's the villain. Row, row. Yeah, I'm missing one. Okay, damn. See, Todd is ready pulling his fucking waiter on here. <laughs> Like uh, Steve and all the other people we used to have in the past, 
they uh, this uh, Todd, our robot friend, has already showed me that he's better than any of these guys combined. Agreed. So there you go. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, uh, uh, Corey, for joining us earlier. I didn't mean to say thank you twice, and so I needed to find somebody. Uh, WednesdayComics.com. Go there. Subscribe to the show. Uh, go there and click the merch button and get some new uh, merch. Um, go to WednesdayComics.com is what I said. Go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com for more information on Rainbow Comics and Cards, Lincoln, Nebraska, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Get some books there, as Alex was talking about. You know, get a couple of the old runs, see if you love it. And then go back and collect some more of that. You know, re- uh, uh, seep that pulp into your nose. Oh, yeah. Alex, if I can, if let's say, I know you wouldn't do this normally because you're not psycho, but in a, in a hypothetical situation where there's a meteor coming down to Earth and we have two days left, and I said, Alex, what's your favorite comic book? And I ground it down to a powder. Would we snort it? Jeez. I think at that point in time, if I won't be, if I'm not going to live the next day, and I've already found it, one, it would hurt my soul. So why the hell not hurt my body? Let's snort the shit out of Saga. God damn! And then you would have it be part of you, and I'll since nothing the- ever gets destroyed, really, it just changes. Uh, the matter changes to a different form, in a way that's you preserving it with you. So I tell you what, there'd be a lot of dicks up my nose right there. <laughs> For grind of saga, <laughs> roots of the swamp thing.com. That's roots of the swamp thing.com. Uh, speaking about the swamp thing, go there to learn more. Not only articles explaining the history of swamp thing, but you can see pictures of the world's largest collection of swamp thing memorabilia. Uh, and then you can also catch on the ride called Holland Files and get that and read some more uh, from fans around the world. This sign. Uh, I think, believe, uh, uh, quite a number of issues are out now, so go ahead and go there and order your copy today. Uh, Twitter, at Wednesday Comics, at Karat2188, and the AP Keaton. Uh, go there to let us know um, uh, what's your favorite New 52 uh, book that came out. Uh, I'm still going to say it was probably Animal Man and Swamp Thing for me, but like these all the choices we're naming are bringing me nostalgic for these titles. And uh, I remember there was actually uh, some good ones in there. And I feel like uh, I need that to come back. We'll see. I would say New 52 Batman probably would be number one. Oh, yeah. Jesus oh, I really liked Green Lantern. Justice League was even pretty good. Damn. Who wrote the first arc of that Green Lantern? Uh, pretty sure it was John Venditti. No, Robert, Robert Venditti. Venditti. Oh, you're yeah. right. That was fantastic. All right. He went to write that uh, uh, Valiant book afterwards, Exo Man of War, and that was great too. So that's a name I haven't heard in a while either. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm over here. Um, he's crying now because I'm sad for the New 52 about back in the day. That's also, uh, maybe it's because it was 10 years ago and I was still in my 20s. And uh, so was everybody on this call right now? Wait, 26. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yo, young little Gio here was like 19. He was a baby. 10 years yeah. ago, you were 20. If you're 30 now. Yeah, but I think it was 13 years ago that that came out. Nope. You're right, 10. 10 13 years ago since I graduated college or high school. So we were no all college. in our 20s. You know, living the life. Love you, Loka. <laughs> <laughs> just meeting each other, you know, talking about that location we used to work at together, you know, 
Uh, the the boys were running the the prison then, and uh, you know one guy outside running around slipping. Uh, after you push a button, he would come faster than the Flash. The two times guys, <laughs> the the Dementors. It, it was like gruel. Meanwhile, you got the guy in the back. Uh, he's super serious, doesn't smile, but goddamn whether or not he would sell you some electronics. Yeah, he fucking sucks at selling picture frames, though. And then a couple, <laughs> couple of Wonder Twins, you know, roaming the roaming the halls, uh, looking for their next thing to pick up and throw at you. That's right. Throw a fucking grill in your face. What about that? Right. Take this grill and shove it in your face. <laughs> For Wednesday Comics, I am Marvin. I am Alex. I am Garrett. Hey, everyone. Enjoy that hot, hot, hot weather and keep turning those pages.